Okay, standby podcast. Okay, now we're lost. Looks like we are having issues here. Trying to get our stream yard going. Oh, there it is. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. I know we got some Major League Baseball playoffs. Look like the uh, Red Sox and Yankees are going at it right now on this uh, fifth day of October. While time's going by fast today, I thought that I was going to get caught up in a lot of rain and traffic. Uh, very fortunate. The, the the rain gods are looking out for me. Are the God? Uh, Jesus is looking out for me today. I tell you, I thought I was going to get really jammed up. A lot to talk about tonight. Jalen Smith, this just broke just a few minutes ago, probably less than an hour ago. The uh, Dallas Cowboys cut Jalen Smith. That tells you how good they feel about their linebacking core there. Uh, I've watched some videos, people from Twitter uh, posting out videos. Uh, of him getting beaten coverage during the preseason. Uh, if you don't remember Jalen Smith, he was the guy that um, got injured in the bowl game, in a meaningless bowl game for Notre Dame. Uh, Dallas got him late. Uh, he got he got uh, healthy, played well, got a big contract, and his play has really fallen off. Micah Parsons, uh, his emergence. Uh, has really pushed Jalen Smith down the depth chart. Now Jalen Smith is no longer a Cowboy. Uh, they still owe him $7.2 million, but uh, somebody will pick him up as a third or fourth linebacker there, I would imagine. But it tells you how Dallas feels about their depth chart. I'm going to get in today what I haven't talked about in weeks, uh, none this season, my power rankings. You guys will be surprised at the power rankings that I have in the NFL. I'm going to talk about the Urban Meyer story. I know that, that that's a big story. I thought possibly at one point today that Urban Meyer may get fired. But uh, I think that's a little bit of a porn on effect going on. But he has made a bunch of mistakes. And for once, I would like to see someone make it out of this cloudy situation. We live in a, a council culture society uh, a quick to fire people society. And I hope that I'll get into that a little bit later in detail of all what happened and, and uh, how bumpy this road has been since he's taken that job as the uh, head coach there of Jacksonville. But first, you know, I've been hard on this team, this, this Baltimore Ravens team since, you know, uh, the, the very beginning. Okay. Uh, I've always thought that they they reached on Jimmy uh, not Jimmy Garoppolo, on Lamar Jackson, and and I thought that that uh, their overrated team. Uh, this guy can't come back from from major deficit. He can't come back from deficits at all. Have to throw and everything. And this particular year, I was. Feel feel bad for him because they had so many injuries in the preseason. Uh, excuse me, before tra training camp, 
injuries to wide receivers. They had two running backs go down, tearing Achilles, ACL injuries, major seizing into injuries. Marcus Peters, second best cornerback on the team, he goes down. You got Ronnie Stanley, uh, hurt last year, played one game. That's their left tackle, by the way. Huge contract extension last year. Guy gets hurt for the season. They plug in Orlando Brown at left tackle. This guy uh, plays really well, dominates. They're so confident about Orlando Brown's play and his request to be traded to go play left tackle elsewhere that they they uh, they say yes to that uh, trade demand, and they trade the guy to Kansas City. Then Stanley comes back. He gets hurt again. This guy, uh, team had COVID issues a few weeks ago. Players out for COVID issues. Uh, starting quarterback, Lamar Jackson, sore back from doing a backflip in the end zone. They're just completely snake bit, uh, wrote them for dead, and the team goes into Denver and wins 23-7. to I mean, it's just unbelievable the amount of the amount of talent that um, that 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 this team has accumulated you know they and i looked this up because i was thinking about this monday because i lost i was playing some of the gambling bets and everything been getting killed with that first year really actually doing i've been playing fantasy high stakes fantasy forever but really getting destroyed that takes a new uh that takes a new skill it takes a lot of studying when you start doing that i just wouldn't throw money around if i were you guys didn't lose that much but not as easy but i was thinking about this this raven team and they set a a, a precedent in a preseason i poo-pooed it didn't think nothing about it they um they went 20 and 0 in their last 20 preseason games now, it's preseason, don't count, but that's the all-time record. That is the all-time record uh, that was set by uh, Vince Lombardi back in the 60s. They were like 18-1-1 in the preseason. So that's saying that their backups are better than your backups. And I looked this up. How good is this Ravens team? How good have they been over the past 20 years? And there's a there's a USA Today article from last year that gave the top winningest uh, NFL teams over the past 20 years. And, of course, number one, New England, Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, 243 wins, 93 losses since 2000. Number two, Pittsburgh Steelers, 217-117. What do they have in common? Two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger. Number three, Green Bay Packers. Past 20 years, we're talking Brett Favre. And then you transition to Aaron Rodgers. And, I, and, I, and I'll come back to Aaron Rodgers here in just a second. And then number four, the Colts. Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck. And then you have the Baltimore Ravens at number five. The Baltimore Ravens have had players during that span – Trent Delfer, Jeff Blake, uh, Joe Flacco, Kyle Bowler, an untraditional quarterback uh, like a Lamar Jackson during that span period. And I was reading that thinking to myself, 
This team had drafted Kyle Bowler in 2003, a mediocre to slightly uh, less than mediocre quarterback. He was underwhelming. In 2005, the Green Bay Packers, a player slipped past the tw- in the early 20s, uh, Aaron Rodgers. If this organization, now back in those days, when you're 15, 15, 17 years ago, teams didn't do what they do today. For instance, the Arizona Cardinals pickles, they drafted uh, Josh Rosen one year, and they realized this guy's not going to make it. Let's go after this this kid from Oklahoma, this Kyler Murray kid. He's he's a smaller, but he's much more athletic, quick release, much better deep ball. And they, they turn out to be right. But so Kyle Bowler gets two years under his belt with Baltimore. If they were to have been smart there and went against all tradition, like they have here recently anyways, and they, for whatever reason, snag up Aaron Rodgers, this guy with a unorthodox style, but a very strong arm, a lot of promise from Cal. And they get him in 2005. The Patriots don't win six Super Bowls. They don't win that many Super Bowls. They won six total, two of them before this. But those other four... And the other two that the uh, Ravens got, or that that the uh, Steelers got, the Steelers don't get those. The Patriots don't get those four. The Giants probably don't even get those uh, one of those two. If they get a guy like Aaron, if they had a, if they get a Hall of Fame level or or pushing very close to Hall of Fame level quarterback, this team. They could be a dynasty, the Ravens. They, they, they were 20-0 and 0 in the preseason because their backups are that good. And, and you just look at the players and quarterback they've had. But player for player, they got the best 53 in all of football. Coming into Sunday's game, uh, Lamar Jackson had a sore back. He didn't practice practically the whole week. Ronnie Stanley, their left tackle, was out. Their best pass rush, their best left tackle, which is it, it, that's the person that is it, taking on your best pass rusher. And then Derek Wolf, their best pass rusher, was out. Uh, they had receiver injuries out the game. They had a quarterback who could not move around in the pocket. They're going on the road to a uh, verified light air uh, teams that's never been there don't play well there uh, normally uh, early in the year like that and they go to Denver and beat them 23 to 7 23 to 7 and then on top of that they set a record for the most 100 yard games and, of course, there was a big fuss about that. There was a big fuss about that uh, with, with uh, Vic Vangio for them going for that consecutive 100-game streak. Uh, Vangio's comments about going for the Russia streak by Baltimore ticked because 
Vic Vangio saying, you know, it was Bush League, yada, yada, yada. And the truth of the matter is he was mad because they, they got destroyed. You know, they they got completely physically manhandled at home because this organization, starting with Ozzie Newsom, since they moved from Cleveland to Baltimore, uh, they have a, a reputation from best free agent moves to best drafting team. They, they concentrate on offensive defensive linemen. They put their primary on defense. They don't pay a big bunch of wide receivers a big bunch of money. And they usually let running backs go. I mean, it, it's the most impressive because they're not the, the prettiest. They don't have, they didn't never, they haven't had the best quarterbacks. But player for player, I will never, Pickles, I will never bet against Baltimore again. I will absolutely never bet against this team again. I want to say what I, see if I saved any information for that. But I'll say this. Uh, won their 20th consecutive preseason game. I mean, unbelievable. What else? I'm just trying to see if I had something on their um, on that consecutive 100-game streak was pretty impressive, too. With all those injuries, unbelievable, man. Let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. I don't think I have that in there, but I'll tell you this. They are um, they're in my playoff hunt. I will say that. And I was wrong about them. And on top of that, yeah, Pickle says uh, brought in Drew Locke. Yeah, yeah, they knocked out Teddy Bridgewater in the game. Uh, there was two last-minute scratches in that Denver game for two offensive linemen. And see, they don't have the depth like Baltimore. And if I'd have known, if I'd have really took that serious, I would have not have bet uh, Denver in that game. That's how serious it was for them. It, it's normally like that for teams. But when you're a team like Baltimore, the draft so well, and even the Colts, two offensive linemen there and went down there and dominated Miami. They were never in the game. So anyways, I guess I'll go ahead and jump ship and, and talk about this, this Urban Meyer situation, okay? Uh, the Urban Meyer thing, he... Rewind back to, they were up 14 to nothing in the uh, last Thursday night. I commented on Urban Meyer, much better coach than Zach Taylor. I knew that Cincinnati had better players. They were a year ahead of them in their rebuild. This is a stripped down team. I mean, stripped to the studs, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And of course, we know what happened. They 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 gave up. Uh, they they gave up that lead. They lost that game. After that game, Urban Meyer did not fly back with his team. Uh, he 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 stayed there and claimed he wanted to see his grandkids, which was crap. He was feeling the heat, and he he did not want to. Uh, he 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 he's having a semi meltdown. 
Uh, he goes out to a hall bar. Uh, Saturday morning, I'm looking through and I'm looking on Twitter. And I'm thinking these photos of him and this young woman, probably in her 20s, in this Ohio bar have to be either fake or it's extremely dated. There's no way this happened this weekend. There's no way that happened Friday night. And then, of course, uh, he they are uh, validated. Those pictures are valid. The video, there's a video valid. I couldn't find the video, but I did see the, the pictures. I think the video's taken down. But he's grabbing this woman. Uh, there's another picture of him groping this woman. Now, apparently, I mean, there was no, there was no technically, you know, he wasn't charged with a DUI. This woman hasn't filed a sexual assault thing is none of that nothing like that but it just looks bad on urban meyer and and i'm the last person to go around judging people i go i got a bible study every week or now you just go one once a month and i say it every time yeah i go in here but guys i don't go around judging people you know about moral high clauses and all that because i i'm the single guy too now the problem is he's married and if he is lecture, if he's trying to set a tone and a culture for Jacksonville, uh, he cannot be doing this. Uh, it doesn't look good. If one of his players gets in trouble for a DUI or whatever, how's he going to set the tone and punish him if he's out here, married man, grabbing women at a bar, missing the team flight back? Okay. So uh, the owners have already made a statement about it. He says it's inexcusable. Uh, he's going to have to prove a lot. Yada, yada, yada. I thought he was going to get fired today. And here's some tweets here put out by a reporter of how serious it was and the effect it had on the team. This guy, I don't want to make sure I got all this. Uh, okay, Michael Silver. Michael Silver puts out. He puts out Urban Meyer situation. Jacksonville's reached a crisis point, especially in the locker. One player told me, Michael Silver reporter, that he has zero credibility in that stadium. He had very little to begin with. One quote. He said players were particularly put off by the fact that he canceled Monday's meeting and he dealt with the uproar of the uh, over the videos and a young woman getting cozy in the Ohio bar. He even canceled the team meeting. He was too scared, a player said. Instead, Meyer only apologized to position groups individually. He portrayed the woman in the videos as a random person who was just there dancing to say the audience was highly skeptical. They think he may have set it up to meet her there. Said one player, we looked at him and like, WTF? Right. When he left the room, started everybody started dying laughing. Bottom line said, it's bad. I don't know how he's going to function. Um, and then there's a list that I got from this guy, Art uh, Mongo, or whatever the heck his name is. Basically, this guy from Pro Football Focus. And here is a series of um, pickles mishaps that he's had since he's taken this job. 
He hires Chris Doyle as the team's director of sports performance. Doyle was accused of making racist comments and belittling players during his time at Iowa. This guy was one of the best strength and conditioning coaches in the country and got some issues there. And uh, the Players Association made a big deal out of it. Uh, So he resigned as soon as he got hired. Uh, They signed Tim Tebow as a tight end when he'd been out of the league for seven years. Draft, this is a list I got off here. Draft the runner back in the first round despite having James Robertson. Uh, I agree with that. That was a mishap. Openly admitting, admitted that he was hoping to draft Kadarius Tony with the pick they used on Travis Etienne. Probably shouldn't have said that publicly. Told reporters that they cut players due to vaccine status. The NFLPA opened up an investigation on that. Uh, had open competition at quarterback between Trevor Lawrence and Gardner Minshew. I also want to uh, throw in that he, that this guy didn't say from my list that he was practicing when the PA said they're not supposed to be practicing. So he had that uh, traded away last year's ninth overall pick. Uh, team starts 0-4 and, and of course didn't travel with team after their week four loss and then the same weekend of our video of him and a woman. He's used to not being told He's used to not being told what to do. He's used to doing everything his way. He's used to people getting out of his way or kissing his rear end. And he's not used to being told no out nothing. That's Urban Meyer for you. He's an overtly competitive uh, guy. But I will say this. A lot of this is is pouring on. Uh, The the people are, they're, they're pouring on Urban Meyer. The players are because he's a college coach and he coaches these guys hard. He pushes these guys. Uh, he picks guys on uh, he, some of his uh, players uh, who can win the uh, tough man. Con- he had some kind of uh, like a, almost like a Oklahoma drill like situation. Uh, they don't want to be pushed that hard. You sense that. Uh, you sent some racial undertone there with him taking in Tim Tebow. Uh, you hear people like Stephen A. Smith say something like white privilege and all that. There's some of that going on with Urban Meyer. I sense that. Urban Meyer is a good coach. He is um, a term you want to say. He likes to run rough shot. I mean, he he likes to just go right after something. He don't care what anybody. He's not used to being. He's not used to ha- having to, to delegate and uh, deal with bureaucracy. Uh, this guy was very successful at a young age. He's only fifty-seven, and he rose up quickly through Bowling Green. He rose up quickly through Utah, uh, and then on to Florida State. Or, uh, Florida, and, and then on to Ohio State, winning multiple national championships. Uh, he has the highest winning percentage in the history of college football, if I'm not mistaken. If it's not the highest winning percentage, it's very close. He's not the greatest. Nick Saban's the greatest. Uh, but I think he has he has a very, very high. He's one of these people, I think it did bother him so much to lose that he felt like he had to uh, unwind a little bit. Uh, 
I don't agree with going about it that way, but I'm not going to judge him for that. But I understand where the issue is with embarrassing that organization. Paid a lot of money. Part of me also feels like that this seems a little bit like a Phil Jackson situation uh, with the Knicks job. He really didn't want to take that next job, but Dolan kept upping the money, upping the money, upping the money. He's like, okay, I'm going to take it now because it's a lot of money. I'm a competitor. But they need to do anything. It feels a little bit like that, even though I know he's a type A competitor. This is the most losses he's ever had. He's used to stepping right in and making teams win. So part of me thinks it could be that Phil Jackson situation, other part of me thinks that he expects to win every single game. He's not BSing. He wants to win. He wants to win every single game, and he, and he feels like he's he's bending to the pressure. You know, and he shouldn't be doing that. Nobody's expecting that. I think they're doing really well. Uh, he is... Um, He's there to develop these players this first year. They are doing well. I mean, they they should have beat, uh, you know, they they went uh, Cincinnati, when you have a young team like this, the odds are stacked against you to win these Thursday night games, not unless you're an overwhelmingly better team than the team you're playing. And they were pretty even. And Cincinnati's got a better roster as of right now than than, than, uh, Jacksonville. So when he does that, uh, you know, I I think he he has a different sense of reality from what that team really is. This isn't college. You have to have your your roster built up, you know. Uh, That being said, this thing with, um, you know, all this that I just read, if he did step down, I understand. I just don't want to be proven wrong, you know. But but I do think that part of me from the criticisms that came down on him even before this and everybody saying he should just walk out and take the USC job, no way, you know. There's people that just don't like the guy. They don't like his arrogance. Uh, they never liked him because they beat up on their team. He, 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 his, his, his ways. Uh, he, he, he says he's holier than now. He has a lot of flaws. He was embarrassed, and he's not like, like you said, he's not. Uh, Brian says he's not as incompetent as his actions. No, and that's why the players don't buy in. Now he's got to have to try extra hard to 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 write this this is a very bad bumpy first year but if anybody can do it i think this guy can now i said from the get-go i don't think he's going to be there over five six years he's going to burn himself out you know but i would lose a lot of respect for him if he steps down because those players a lot of this those players don't want to be pushed they just don't want to be put well players Anonymous player says we don't respect him. If you played a little bit better last year and and kept the job for the other coach, then you wouldn't have Urban Meyer. But these players nowadays, uh, 
You know, they don't want to do two-a-days. They don't want to do nothing. They just want to preserve their body. You know, Tony Gonzalez said 4%, not 40 not 10 4% of the NFL players actually take winning seriously, actually want to get better and become great. He said, and, his, and Tony Gonzalez, first ballot Hall of Fame tight end, uh, Kansas City Chiefs said, about 17 years, I think, played in the NFL, that – that 96% just want to draw paycheck and don't want to do, they want to do as little as possible, stay healthy and draw the paycheck. The other, the other four, that's 96% in his opinion. The other uh, 4% want to get better, want to win, uh, not just better their game and, and get a good check. They want to win. They want to be part of a win in the organization. They don't want to be pushed. That was part of the big thing. Hold on guys. Let me switch out my, I'm back. Okay. They they simply, you know, that's that's part of the reason why we got so many injuries. Because uh the nobody's playing during the preseason. Uh 10 years ago, when they did the new collective bargain agreement, uh the players they didn't want more money. They just didn't want to hit, but they want to hit let they want to do away with two a days, hit less during the preseason, and now uh teams are not playing anybody during the during the training camp or preseason, whatever. And you are forced right into full speed action. And now you've got all these hamstring, Achilles injuries, ACL injuries, and you're not building up the proper calluses. Well, these players don't want to, they don't want some college coach pushing them like Urban Meyer. And, I, and like I said, don't get me wrong. What Urban Meyer's 57 years old, what he did was stupid. And, and, and don't get me wrong, if I'm a single guy, I'm okay with that. But being a married guy, you're trying to lecture these kids, these young players. You're trying to push them, push them, push them. And then you're out in a bar acting a fool. How are you going to lecture a guy if he gets a DUI, uh, a 25-year-old, when you're 57 you're doing something similar and you're married? So I understand that side of it. But most of this, most of this is the guys just don't want to work in the locker room. There's players just want to F off. And, and not do anything. That's why they hated Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin says, you guys are owing whatever. I'm taking all these uh, uh, game machines, all this crap out of here until we get it together. And then he turned around and he, and he changed every single clock in there and made them five minutes fast. So if you're early, you're on time. Just, just a little... So that, that's what I have to say. I, for once, actually hope in this council culture society, because I could see where this was going on Twitter, that I hope he actually survives this and they actually win, even if that's a cost of a team that's in my division here in the Nashville in the AFC South. Okay? Talking about getting back to the game on the field, I know that was a hot-button issue, trending all day, checking all of my uh, NFL reporters to see if Urban Meyer was going to get fired. And I'm and I'm glad that Mr. Khan is going to give him another chance. He still might not make it, but I, I, for once, I actually hope he does, and I hope the team gets it together. I just hope it's not next week because they got to play Tennessee. But if they do, it is what it is. Okay, I'm going to give you my power rankings, but I'm going to give you a couple of games uh, that really uh, stood out for me. Okay, Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills, with the second shutout, when only played four games of all time, Bills on the pace to make history. Uh, the Bills haven't even played the Jets yet. Man, I, I took that 17 and a half points, Brian, and I thought, 
Normally, 17 and a half points, point spread, even against third stream quarterback, even against Houston. Uh, I remember when they played, they were big underdogs a few weeks earlier. I played at Cleveland, and they were 14 and a half. Cleveland beat them by 10, and they played Cleveland pretty hard. Not so much in Buffalo. Buffalo has had two shutouts, even though it was against a team. They knocked the starting quarterback out, Tua, for Miami, beat them 35 to nothing. Now they that's the biggest points differential, I think, in history in four games. Then they beat Houston 40 to nothing. Well, I was looking at this screenshot on this, and you guys won't believe in what company that the that these guys are in right now, this Buffalo Bills team. Now I'm gonna have to go look here. They are, let's see. Let's make sure I get everything down here. When I'm looking for something, I can't find it. When I'm trying not to. Well, anyways, the last four out of five teams that have started off a season like this with this many shutouts uh, have won the Super Bowl. I mean, so they they are really in rarefied air here. And I'm going to find this if it kills me. Okay. But anyways, it, it was talking about teams like the 76 uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and the, yeah, check this out, 1970, most, most shutouts in a season, five. By the 1976 Steel Curtain Steelers, they didn't even have free agency there, no salary cap. That's pretty impressive. Different era, running running game era. And the Baltimore Ravens in 2000, that was one of the better defenses of all time. I remember they beat my 2000 Tennessee Titans. They had four shutouts, only two more than this uh, Buffalo Bills team. Uh, and then it goes with the 2003 uh, New England Patriots. They had three. So you look at, and then it goes down to the 1991 Washington Redskins. Those are all Super Bowl champions. The Pittsburgh Steelers in 76, the 2000 Ravens, the 2003 Ravens, and the 1991 Washington Redskins uh, all won the Super Bowl. So Buffalo Buffalo is starting to become special, okay? Uh, you've got two shutouts. They've still got to play the Jets twice, okay? they got to play New England. And, you know, I, I was telling you guys about their pass rush, the rookies they brought in, the players they've got back from last year on defense. Uh, they're, they're really playing well. And plus... They ran for 150 yards with their running backs the last game. So they're going to get the real test this weekend. They got to play at who's the other team? Okay, yeah. The other teams were uh, the most shutouts in a season. Here's the top teams right here. Number one, the 76 Steelers had five shutouts. That's very impressive because you're talking – uh, in 1976, they only had 14 games. They didn't even they didn't have uh, 16 games until 78. So five out of 14 games, the 76 Steelers had five shutouts. 
Number two was the 2000 Baltimore Ravens. They had four. Both of them are Super Bowl champions. Number three, a lot of teams tied with three shutouts, like the Ravens in uh, in 17. And then the Patriots in 2003, they all had three shutouts. Uh, The Washington Redskins in 1991, they also had three shutouts. Then it goes all the way down to the 1984 Seattle Seahawks and most shutouts. So Buffalo's got two shutouts in four games. I mean, that that is really impressive. But those games, those teams right there, uh, the 1991 Washington Redskins, they had Mark Ripken. They won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. Me and Joe Green. Yeah, they had five. That that was a very impressive. So this Buffalo team, they're really doing something, guys. You know, Kansas City, uh, they play at Kansas City on Sunday. That's going to be a huge game. Cleveland plays at the Chargers on, um, yeah, very good defensive teams. I'm surprised the 85 Bears. They were not on this list. Well, I could go check. I think the 85 Bears, I think they had um, they had three that year. But six for for the steel curtain. I mean, or that or five, five out of, out of fourteen games. I mean, that is dominating defense. So Buffalo, you know, if it wasn't for a special teams play, they would be four zero right now by Pittsburgh Steelers. A win is a win. I give I give them that. But they're also getting hundred fifty yard rushers. Uh, they got to play at Kansas City. I think they beat Kansas City. There's more balance on this team Sunday. Uh, remember, they've got Emmanuel Sanders now. Uh, they have um, uh, Cole Beasley, of course. There's the development of those that running game, and you're having another slot receiver to play on the other side. So it, it, they had like 30 yards rushing last time. I think I think they're probably going to you know get about four or five times that this time. Against Kansas. Now, if Kansas City wins, Kansas City is in good shape. They're in good shape. I think they're going to be okay. But I, I think Buffalo has got what it takes to knock out Kansas City, and we will see that on Sunday. But uh, let's see. Power teams. So let, for, let me just give you... Let me give you my, my power teams, guys. Okay? But actually, you know what? Beforehand, uh, made a few notes here. Again, I, I mentioned this last week, and I'm going to mention it again. Jimmy Garoppolo uh, noticed his quarterback rating is down from that 2019 team, which they have a better offensive line now. They have better skill players. They have Jimmy Garoppolo is another year into the system. Their offensive line rankings are better now in 2019. So what it tells me is Garoppolo, which my prediction was that Garoppolo was going to see the threat of, of Trey Lance being drafted and he was going to work his butt off and have a career year. I was looking at Alex Mack added at center, 
Trent Williams' $20 million extension at left tackle. The team made a big move in the offseason or the season in 19 to bring in Trent Williams, the disgruntled left tackle. He's rated as the top five left tackle in all of the NFL. That's why he got a $20 million a year contract. And none of this has worked out. This guy is, number one, he's injury prone. We get that. He's got a calf injury. Now they're saying, they, meaning Cal Shanahan, saying he's probably going to come back this week. But my thing is, Jimmy Garoppolo, remember they were down 17-0 in their own backyard last week against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, a banged-up Green Bay Packer team who had their best pass rusher, Zaria Smith. He's on the IR. So uh, he's not everybody's like Peyton Manning. Get the money and still work hard. Tom Brady, get all these Super Bowl rings and money, still work hard. Uh, Russell Wilson, for instance, big contract, still out here busting his rear end out. This guy signed a $100 million-plus contract uh, like five games in to the season that he was traded to this team. And now that money, he started to cash some of those checks, and he just, he, he's just not going to take that extra step. To me, Jimmy Garoppolo will be moved at the end of the season. He may be moved during the season, maybe by November 2nd's trade deadline. The 49ers are out of my Super Bowl bubble. Uh, I totally miscalculated. I apologize, but I admit when I'm wrong. I'm not narrative guy. I admit it when I'm wrong. He will not. He, he is, he's a stopgap quarterback. Uh, he's a backup quarterback in this league. He'll never be perceived, in my opinion, unless you're a moron, uh, as uh, a starting quarterback for any other team in the NFL. He will not be brought on as a starter. If he is, that it's a stopgap situation. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, nice guy, not going to make a lot of mistakes. Stopgap quarterback, he's hurt again with a concussion. Uh, Alex Smith, nice guy. Like my dad used to say, milkshake drinker, go to work, come home, go back. Stopgap quarterback. That's what Jimmy Garoppolo is right now. He is not a starting quarterback. He is not a guy that I would want on my team. Uh, to build a franchise. Not, he cannot stay healthy. And quite frankly, he stopped working. He is just not working. Uh, yeah, and, and Pickle says he may simply be faking that calf injury. And there's a lot of pressure to live under every day if you're Jimmy G. Yeah, well, he shouldn't have. When you've got that money cashed, why should you have pressure? You've already got the big money. You already know there's somebody coming after you. Why don't you work hard and, and double down on your work ethic? Why don't you stop going out with porn stars and public places and bringing all that negative attention? That's the same thing going with Urban Meyer. Now, you know, this guy's 26, 27 years old. You kind of cut him some more slack than a 57-year-old coach. That was idiotic. But uh, Garoppolo, these guys... Once they get that big check, look at Michael Thomas for, for the same. Once that big check comes in and they start spending some of that massive money, some people just don't work as hard. Other people, they're the same person all the way through. Andrew Luck just still grinding, you know, pop, 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 pop. Uh, but this guy, he, he just doesn't 
He has a better team around him, and he's just not putting in the work. Some guys just don't do it. They just don't want to put in the work after they get the money, you know? So anyways, I wanted to comment on that. And, and of course, um, I'm out of Nashville. And I'm going to do my power ranking here in just a second. The Tennessee Titans. Another team that has a window, had a window to get in the Super Bowl. Uh, they Dean Pease, their defensive coordinator in 2019, he retired. And now he's out of retirement and working with the Atlanta Falcons and Arthur Smith. Tennessee hires a guy within uh, the organization. Have not been right ever since. Um, then he's brought in Jim Schwartz. Uh, this team is 28th to 32nd in pass rush. They got one of the worst secondaries in the entire uh, NFL these past two years. And for what they, they they played at the Jets Sunday, the Jets, a team with a rookie quarterback, another team, not a lot expected out of them. They just want to develop the rookie quarterback, Zach Wilson. Uh, they were shut out. I'm speaking of shut out by the Denver Broncos last week. And they averaged six point seven points a game. And they have a breakout game against the Tennessee Titans, which is not uh, not surprising. 27 points and beats Tennessee in overtime to get their first win of the season. Tennessee is not a Super Bowl team. This is not a – they may now, you know, maybe they get lucky. I still think they could probably win this division. It's not saying much when you've got Houston and Jacksonville and a highly banged up Colts team who goes down, and there's another thing. You get, you get a bad quarterback, now Brian Flores has lost all of his momentum. You know, uh, I do believe what Colin Coward said there. He's lost all his momentum with with, with Jimmy uh, Jacoby Brissett and an injured uh, Tua. But uh, I think they've got some up their sleeve, you know. Let's see. You are the Titans. Schizophrenic. One play. They're one play. They're fantastic. Next play, they look terrible. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they should have not eaten that game. I understand it was going to be close. To, and Julio Jones and uh, AJ Brown both were out of that game, but it's the defense. That, that it's it, it, and Vrabel is it, too. Loyal to his assistants, like I said from the very beginning, he's got to go outside and get better assistants. Uh, if it was me, I would have fired that defensive staff Monday, brought in somebody like a uh, Rex Ryan, somebody that even a Wade Phillips. These guys, they're not going to change everything where you have to go crazy like the first, uh, you know, Use all these different terminology. They're going to use a lot of the same terminologies, but these guys will work with what they got. They're experienced. Uh, this team is not aggressive enough defensively. They're just not aggressive enough defensively, and they could win a shootout with the Jets team if that doesn't bring you that. Is that that's not a come to Jesus moment when you lose to the worst offense in the league and one of the worst offenses in the history of the game 
Nothing will bring you to Jesus. I mean, 6.7 points a game and you give up 27 points? I mean, it's just not acceptable. It, you know, and I love Vrabel. He puts a lot of confidence in this team. And I'm sure they'll play well next week, but you know what? That's against Jacksonville. Maybe Jacksonville finds something. I don't know. But they just, you know, you can't outscore everybody every week. You got to get stops in this league to, uh, you know, to win. And I say New England, Tampa, 18 straight completions for Mac Jones in the pouring down rain and Colin Cowherd saying, well, uh, Brady and the Tampa had an awful game and, and they played the perfect game, still couldn't win. My point was Tom Brady had skilled players out the gang, Hall of Famers everywhere. He had a Hall of Fame coach uh, in a familiar setting, and it was a one it was a one field goal game. And Jason Whitlock, and I commend Jason Whitlock, uh, he's he criticized NBC, uh, Chris Collinsworth, and Al Michaels for not criticizing. Yes, the great Bill Belichick for trying to kick a 57-yard field goal in the pouring down rain. If you do hit the field goal, then why are you leaving Tom Brady with two timeouts left in 55 seconds knowing he's going to go right back down and beat you with those timeouts in those 55 seconds? Why didn't you go for it on fourth and three? That's a legit criticism of Bill Belichick. And like I said on uh, Mac and Jack's show on Sunday, Bill Belichick is not immune from being uh, criticized. He went for it inside his own 25-yard line because he didn't want to give Peyton Manning the ball back. Well, they missed the fourth down play. Uh, Peyton Manning does get the ball back, goes down, scores, and wins the game. Media don't say nothing. But, hey, Nobody bats a 1,000. Nobody is immune from criticism. I don't care. Nick Saban's made some mistakes, okay? Remember the kick six in the Auburn game? He didn't have enough speedy guys down there to stop the player from Auburn from running that long 50-something yard field goal that came short. Uh, it fell beneath the goalpost, and the guy returns it uh, 102 yards for a touchdown because he had a bunch of big guys out there. He didn't have no speed out there. So uh, that's my thing about that. 18 straight completions, that's pretty good for Mac Jones in the pouring down rain against an uh, excellent defensive coach with Richard Sherman there. Uh, that's pretty good. There's my thing. The Patriots are still lacking uh, talent offensively, even though they bought, paid a lot of money for tight ends. This is the first year that the Patriots – we're actually drafting and listening to their scouts because finally Robert Kraft told Bill Belichick that he could not do all the drafting on his own. He's got to listen to his scouts. He's got to listen uh, uh, to the draft board because he's dropping the ball. Tom Brady's not there to cover up those warts anymore. So you got to give him another uh, free another offseason to get this right. Now, this is going to be year two. This is going to be year two of him not being in control of that. And I've said from the get-go, coaches do and do not need to be general managers. 
general managers and personnel people need to be general managers and personnel people. They need to work with the coaches exactly what the coaches need. The coaches do not need to be doing double duty and out here picking players. It doesn't work. Ask, uh, ask Bill Belichick for one thing. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, yeah, it worked short term. It cost him his marriage, and he finally had a blow up with, with, with Jerry Jones over it. But uh, Bill Parcells, um, the guy that used to coach for the Seattle uh, Seahawks, Mike Holmgren, ask him, uh, NBA, same thing, Tom Thibodeau, Minnesota. That doesn't work. That, and it didn't work with Bill Belichick. They missed a lot. They got, they got some of the offensive linemen right, but they missed a bunch of wide receivers. You know, Nikhil Harry's a bust. So, anyways, here's my power rankings, okay? Let's see. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, man. Mm. Okay. Let's see. Power teams. Power teams. Power teams continued. I'm trying to see if I can find this. The Ravens game. Super Bowl window. Trying to, uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, so the Buffalo, I talked about Buffalo there. They're in that power ranking, folks. Um, make sure, because I, I wrote so many notes on this. Arizona's my number one team right now. Top team, first in offensive. I mean, they're four, though. I mean, what can you say, right? Uh, first in offensive points, six in rushing, ninth in defense, excellent pass rush. Uh, Kyler Murray's an MVP candidate. Got to put Arizona in there, number one right now. They played the Rams. Uh, Rams looked a little bit flat. The Rams were never in that game, folks. I watched the whole thing. Uh, they played well. I got to put them number one. They're in the Super Bowl window with the right breaks. If Kyler Murray stays healthy, they have as good a chance as anybody to win the Super Bowl. Number two, Buffalo. I talked about Buffalo. They're one bad play on special teams from being 4-0. I just talked about the two shutouts, how important that is for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they are offense, number one defense, uh, excellent pass rush. Not a lot to complain about Buffalo. They're getting the ball to their running backs. They're utilizing uh, their slot guys. Uh, the Emmanuel Sanders addition was good. Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis, uh, he's starting to come into his own. Uh, Dawson Knox is getting involved. So they're very complete. I expect them to beat Kansas City this weekend. If they lose to Kansas City this weekend, maybe I'll overjump the gun and overstep my boundaries. But I got Buffalo as number two. Number three, the Rams. Uh, before this loss to Arizona, maybe you could say they were a little bit flat. But, yeah, Zach Moss, Pickles, um, uh, they beat three playoff teams, including the Super Bowl champions, by the way. The arrows, uh, the uh, Rams did. Uh, you look at the protection that Matt Stafford's getting. Uh, you look at their lead wide receiver there, Cooper Cup, running from the slot there. They're getting. Uh, they've got. They've got their tight end involved. Excellent running game. 
Real good pass rush. They're real top-heavy. I expect them to fall apart towards the end of the season, but right now I got them number three. Uh, number four here, I've got Tampa. Uh, fifth in total offense, first in passing. Uh, very underwhelming at secondary play. Still top five run defense, however. And that they've added Richard Sherman. He's only 33 years old, guys. He's a good, calm voice as far as directing some of the younger players. Uh, he's a veteran. A lot of respect for Richard Sherman. He's going to be able to help them out in the nickel and everything. Remember last year, this team was beat 38-3. to So they had their issues at secondary last year. I expect them to get it back together and come back and win and play well, even though it was a close win. A win is a win. They did go up and beat New England last week. L.A. Chargers. Okay. Another team. Their 57-yard field goal uh, made by uh, Greg Zerline, which is one of the strongest legs in the NFL one time, uh, from beating and a bunch of penalties from beating Dallas and being 4-0. Uh, you saw that Vegas team. You felt like they were never in that game. Uh, they have elite pass rush. They've got Derwin James back. Uh, Justin Herbert, the sky's the limit. He continues to progress. Uh, Mike Williams, he has got a number two wide receiver there. We already know about Keenan Allen, uh, uh, their offensive line, the, the players that they filled in there. They are fitting in perfect. Uh, Rashawn Slater hasn't allowed a sack. Are you, are you kidding me? A rookie? This team is playing really well. They've got better players. Uh, I expect them to beat uh, Cleveland this weekend, even though they're playing on a short week. They're playing at home. That's going to be a great game, Pickles. But they do have uh, very close. I think Cleveland's got a better air quote roster, and Cleveland's impressive. I'm going to get to Cleveland in a minute. Uh, defensively, they, they improve every single week. But if it's coming down to a close game, and it's Baker Mayfield versus uh, Justin Herbert. I'm going to take Justin Herbert, the second-year player, over the fourth-year Baker Mayfield. And then this comes to my next team, Cleveland. They're first in rushing in the NFL. They're second in defensive yards allowed. Remember, the Minnesota's high-flying offense to seven points. Remember, Minnesota went to this Arizona team and put 33 points on them with Arizona's ferocious pass rush. Hold on for a second, guys. Let me change out my... Boy. So Cleveland went on the road to Minnesota and and and, and, and beat them. Uh, Miles Garrett playing like a defensive player of the year type of candidate, okay? So... They're getting better every game defensively. Uh, Baker Mayfield, can he get better? Yes. Odell Beckham, he's still developing with Odell Beckham since he's coming back from the horrific injury. He's just missing him just a tick off on every play. And eventually they're going to get Jarvis Landry back. So you look at that offensive line, you look at that really good defense, okay, I still think they're better in Baltimore in that division. You look at the way they can control both lines of scrimmage, their depth on the defensive line, their depth on the offensive line, their depth in the secondary. The only problem is it's the quarterback. It's Mayfield. And there was a stat out that he he's still as bad as he was as a rookie when he's under pressure. But 
when you've got that kind of roster and the coaching and the scheming, you, you've got you got to give them credit. They have with the right breaks, they can win the Super Bowl. They're in my Super Bowl window this week. Okay. All right. Continuing on. If I can find where I'm at here. Uh do 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 do. Let's see. Power rankings continued. Okay, Baltimore. I put them out last week. Uh, this is my first week doing it, but uh, I wrote out Baltimore at the very beginning. I cannot do that anymore. Baltimore's third in rushing, fourth in total yards on offense. Defense has a boatload of injury, including their best pass rusher, Derek Wolf, uh, often injured. And of course, Marcus Peters out for the season. But Baltimore, best 53 man roster in the NFL. And Lamar Jackson, sore ribs, sore back. And and he just seems to be a uh, very durable guy. I have to give him credit. He, he's found a way to, to, to stay durable. He's tough. He's all in on football. I still got Baltimore as a in that power ranking. Uh, at three and one, I like him to beat the Colts next week. Okay. Okay, Vegas. I got Vegas under Baltimore. Vegas, 15th in total defense. Better than the mid to late 20s they were last year. Uh, second yards and also an MVP candidate behind Derek, behind Kyler Murray, Derek Carr. Derek Carr is quietly having a career year, guys. Plus, they've got Josh Jacobs back at running back. They have legit deep threat and uh, Henry Ruggs. Uh, Vegas is going to be a threat all year. They're not the Chargers. They don't have the elite talent of the Chargers. Uh, as much as I like Derek Carr, he's not Justin. Justin Herbert and Josh Allen, and 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 uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, of course. Those three, that's the future of the league. Those three, and possibly Kyler Murray if he can stay healthy. But those guys are big, strong, fast, elite throwers of the football. Did you guys see those throws that, that Mahomes made to Tyreek Hill? 50 fantasy points for Tyreek Hill. A lot of them, great throws. Uh, did not, again, I was wrong here, and I'll admit when I was on Green Bay, 3-1 and one despite all the distraction and their injuries. Off the slow start, get blown out, losing all pro left tackle and center. Uh, but they're sixth in total defense. And uh, they're getting rid of the ball quickly. Uh, Randall Cobb is showing to have a little bit more in the tank there. Uh, Green Bay's better than I thought they were. I mean, they manhandled Pittsburgh last week. A pretty healthy defense of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, uh, they were as bad as I thought they were. They're a team that that simply um, they don't have the offensive line help. I'm sorry. But Green Bay's 3-1. and one. I, I was wrong about Green Bay coming in, and I admit it. Dallas. Okay, third, third week in a row. Dallas was so good, they cut Jalen Smith today. I mean, that's saying you got some depth right there at linebacker. Dallas, third in total offense. Dak, again, not to sound like a broken record, this is the most weapons he's had. He's getting Blake Jarwin involved. Uh, Dalton Schultz, we've talked about Dalton Schultz at nauseum, at tight end there. Uh, Tony Pollard at running back, excellent. By the way, they're still tied for first in most, uh, the plus-minus turnover margin. Must, other words, they're plus seven. They turn you over seven times more than they turn over their opponents there. They're tied in the NFL lead. They got the defensive 
rookie of the year right now, Mike, in my opinion, Micah Parsons. Uh, their cornerbacks are playing really well. Their young cornerbacks, uh, they're getting their fat. This, uh, there was a metric done that will speed out of their defense. This is the fastest defense they've had in several years. One of the fastest defenses in the, all the National Football League. Now, they're not top flight, but they're also, um, I think they're like third or second. They're second in rushing the football. This is a better team on paper than that uh, uh, rookie year team that went to the playoffs and got the number one seat. This team's better on paper. Unfortunately, the league's better around them, but this, this team is better with the right breaks. Yes, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not a Dallas Cowboy fan. I'm just here to call balls and strikes. The Dallas Cowboys, with the right breaks, could make the Super Bowl this year. Uh, I said before the season, I think they're going to win the NFC East. I feel very confident about that now. Uh, Carolina, much improved offense, team defense, a lot of speed as well. Sam Darnold looking to be uh, playing really well. Now, he's running headfirst in the end zone too much, playing a little bit of reckless football. Other than that, yeah, they got a shot, but they're one of the lower end of the power ranking teams. I understand there's other teams like Tennessee, uh, don't quite have the defense there. I'm sorry, Titans fans. Uh, I just don't believe in them. The Patriots, they're a year off on their skilled players. Uh, they're still missing Stephen Gilmore. Not quite as good defensively as they had been in the past there. But uh, these are my power teams. I want, did, I, did I say anybody else? Okay, and I mentioned this. Denver does not have the offense, plus Teddy Bridgewater's already hurt. And he's got a concussion, uh, you know, and beat up on Baltimore at home like that. And like I said, Tennessee division, I simply don't think they have all it takes to make a serious Super Bowl run. So those are my power teams in the NFL. Okay. College. Man, you guys are getting a bonus. I mean, what? Man, this guy, I go drive all day and I just got plenty of material for you guys here in the um, sports scope here. I want to make sure that I got all my college notes. Well, first of all, let me say this. It's either Alabama or it's... It's either Alabama or, or it's Georgia. A couple of years, the last two years, I've said that Georgia... You surprised Detroit's off the bad start. Um, yeah, I thought they would probably win one of those games, and uh, they got a lot of injuries. Uh, they they didn't have the defense to get go. By the way, Brian, if I'm Detroit, I meant to say this earlier when I was uh, bragging on how impressed that I am with the uh, Baltimore Ravens organization. Okay. If I'm Detroit, uh, the Ford family that owns the Detroit Lions, I go and hire every office personnel, uh, player personnel person, assistant general manager, scouts. I hire away top dollar as many Baltimore Raven uh, uh, scouts, personnel people, assistant general managers, assistant coaches as I possibly can. Because they are the model of consistency. Why are these people getting uh, people from uh, the Patriots all the time? And most of them fail. Look how consistent the Baltimore Ravens are. 
Look at what they do year in and year out. I did a statistic. They're the fifth most successful team win-wise in the NFL over the past 20 years. And they haven't had a Hall of Fame quarterback. The others are the Colts with Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, uh, New England, Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, and, of course, Ben Roethlisberger. Those are the only team. They have Hall of Fame. Think if this team would have drafted Aaron Rodgers in 2005. Uh, the Ravens would have won several more Super Bowls and probably been possibly number one because they do it right. They, they just have a good uh, uh management staff and personnel and scouts there on their team. So anyways, so it's either Alabama or, okay, first of all, Georgia. Georgia has got two quarterbacks there. Uh, They got one quarterback. He's got a lower back injury. His name is JT Daniels. He's the better of the two. And they got another guy named Stetson Bennett. Sounds like he was named after uh, my dad's favorite clone, okay? And... uh, then it's not quite as good. But the past couple of years, I've told you guys, I said, this team has got eight five-star guys. They've got all these defensive players. They're out recruiting Alabama, Ohio State, uh, Clemson, uh, you name it. And they fell short. They fall short the year before last. And I'm thinking, okay, Kirby Smart, your time's running out. I don't think you can make it happen. And I'm just not sure about this. Well, now this Georgia team is what I thought they were. Remember what Dennis Green? They are who I thought they were, and I didn't pick them to win the championship. Of course, he was talking about Chicago Bears. They are who we thought they were and let them off the hook. For the record there, that year, uh, the Bears made it to the Super Bowl. So they were pretty darn good, Dennis Green. Now, But they did lose to the Colts that year. Anyways, I digress. The this Georgia team is the best team since Herschel Walker. Defensively, they've got defensive tackle. They've got linebackers, uh, running backs. The quarterback had 72 yards against the eighth-ranked Arkansas team, and they still won 37 to nothing. I had set, uh, 17 and a half, 16 and a half points. Thought I was going to be good. Uh, their starting quarterback for Georgia was out, K.J. Jefferson. But Arkansas was in, and they still got blown out. Uh, Georgia, if Georgia can get uh, JT Daniels back, they will beat Alabama and win the national championship, bar none, period. They're that good. We're going to see once the draft comes around, we're going to find out how good they are. But they're they're that good. Um if Stetson Bennett plays in the SEC championship, uh, they'll lose to Alabama and they'll probably lose in the playoffs. Okay. Now, Alabama, they, uh, you know, they got to play Texas AM this week. Texas AM don't have their starting quarterback. Probably going to beat them. Uh, Alabama, uh, I was watching uh, Ole Miss the other day. Lane Kiffin making some comment. Lady asked her what she think about the game. A reporter for CBS. He said, he pulls the Terrell Owens, get your popcorn ready, throws the mic down cocky, and uh, like he's there to make a show. First game back at Tuscaloosa, only to lose 42-21, beating the point spread uh, and getting his butt humiliated. He later goes on TV and apologizes. So he realized, you know, that's what you get for being cocky and dropping the mic and making a complete fool out of yourself. So 
uh, Alabama's legit. Not not a real hot take there. Uh, Iowa. Iowa going on the road against Maryland. Short week, Friday night. Only a four-point favorite. And they were ranked, uh, I think, fifth in the country. Blew out Maryland in their own backyard. They play at home this week. We're going to find out who's legit and who's not. They are uh, hosting number three, Penn State. That will be the game of the week against I think this is the best Iowa team that Kurt Ferentz has had since he's been there, and he's been there like 21 years, Brian. So they are definitely a playoff team. Georgia and Alabama, playoff team, playoff team. Iowa, probably going to make the playoffs. Ohio State did look much better last week. I thought they would struggle against Rutgers. They run through Rutgers like a hot knife through butter. They're not dead, but we'll see. We'll see how they play. I'm curious of how Penn State plays Ohio State in a few weeks. Um, also, uh, Michigan. Michigan beat Wisconsin at Wisconsin. This is the best I'm not going to get too high on Michigan right now. Uh, I want to see how they play against Ohio State. But Jim Harbaugh, his job is safe so far this year. We'll let this thing play out, but he's a big comeback year for Jim Harbaugh. So far, so good. You beat Wisconsin, and they beat uh, Washington, and they beat a pretty feisty Rutgers team. We'll see how I think they play Wisconsin, and I know they play. Uh, well, they still got Michigan State, Wisconsin, and I'm not sure if they got Notre Dame this year or not. But uh, offensively, this is the sharpest they look. Plus, Jim Harbaugh's lost 20 pounds. He looks good. He's motivated. But we'll see. Uh, again, it's it's Georgia, Alabama. It, it, it's Georgia and Alabama, and if it, it, JT Daniels. Um, if JT Daniels is healthy, uh, when these two play in the SEC championship game in December, Pickles, it's going to be Georgia this year. But, I mean, you know, you're going against Nick Saban. He wants to get his eighth national championship game. That is good, too. Um, very good season this year, though. College football as a whole, uh, I, I could see uh, Oklahoma getting better. Uh, I, I, Ohio State bouncing back. Penn State. Looks good. We're going to find out how good. I think Iowa beats them at home. He's going to Chicago. I'm telling you how. Oh, you talking about Pence, uh, James Franklin, Brian? Either way, uh, I'll just say that it's going to be an interesting it's going to be an interesting college football uh, playoff. And, quite we still have some shaking out to be. Who's going to play Georgia and Alabama? But it's Georgia and Alabama. Uh, I pretty much see that these teams are really, really good, and they're going to separate out of the SEC. I just don't know who them teams are going to play yet. It's still wide open. I think, you know, James Franklin, yeah. Franklin, somebody will try to hire Franklin. USC wants to hire James Franklin. People are talking about him. And again, Chris Peterson, Chris Peterson should be the first guy I will call if, if, if I'm USC, the former Washington coach. He wins everywhere he goes. 
So have a good night, guys. If you'd like the show, share the show. You got an hour and 15 minutes. Who else can do that? 15 minutes, nonstop, commercial free. One person, no guest. I'm the best in the country. You're looking at the Alabama and Georgia, a sports talk show. You're looking at the Alabama and Georgia and uh, Patriots and the Baltimore Ravens, a sports talk, okay? Have a good night, everybody. I will see you Thursday around halftime, maybe give or take a few minutes. Big game. I want to say it's the Rams at Seattle. Uh, I think the Rams bounce back, too. We'll see how that plays out. Oh, you're talking about Jim Harbaugh, Brian? Yeah, possibly, possibly. Uh, if you guys want to contribute to the show, go to the Zell out, Z-E-L-L-E. Uh, the, uh, my, my email there is sports, S-K-O-P-E, just like it says on my title, at gmail.com. Where is UCLA front runner? Uh, I'm still hearing that people are trying to reach out to Urban Meyer. I also read that Urban Meyer's uh moral morality clause is being looked at i hope he stays at jacksonville but again why don't they call chris peterson you know brian's asking me about usc job uh, uh possibly crystal ball from oregon they may try to hire him away usc better come off some money though there's some good jobs out there but i'm not leaving penn state not unless you're off on me almost double because california is pretty expensive to live in so have a good night, everybody. I will see you Thursday around halftime. We'll talk about the upcoming games and any upcoming news stories here on Sports Scope. Thank you, podcast.